Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to another episode slash... Very much the final episode of the series Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Cribb. Uh, and to mark the final episode of the season, mm? did you notice a, one character this week said my traditional I intro? I did noted that, that. I noted that down. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. Well, As, he just says ahoy. He does, but that's good enough for me, isn't it? Yeah, he 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 does it in a great way. He like enters. It's Joey. Joey. Uh, he enters the room, enters Monica's apartment, and says "ahoy" and does a little wave. So what I would say now is that this podcast has officially been quoted by officially Queen, officially been floated by friends. <laughs> uh, and I'll be taking no further questions on the timelines or logic of that sentence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. 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 Endorsed by Joey Tribbiani. This podcast is. Yeah. Prove um, me wrong. Oh, oh, see, that was the endorsement ringing wow. through. It, it's arrived. It's arrived. It's here. Um, Dave, what do you think you have learned from this series of Friends with Friends? Well, if you're just joined us and you are not a Patreon subscriber, that's absolutely fine. Don't worry. You're not some sort of secondary. Uh, well, you are. You know, concern in our lives but you are secondary uh, what you won't know is that i've just discovered probably the most shocking thing of the season is that pete has been drinking caffeine unbeknownst to him for years because he didn't realize there was caffeine in diet coke yeah that's playing my fucking mind which is why he started this podcast as you might have noticed with a rather energetic hello but i've only drunk like i've got a can Uh. and i've drunk about like the height of my the I was about to say the height of my little finger, which yeah, is that makes no sense. No, that's I mean, like if my my little finger is horizontal. Oh, the oh, as in the yeah, the width of your little finger. The width of my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had a very long day and trying to explain. I've had a bit of basically. I've had a bit of diet coke. Well, not a very long sip of diet coke. Is no. that so now I'm going to leave it. I might stick it in the fridge till tomorrow. Stick it in the fridge. There's something quite nice about a slightly flat but cold Diet Coke the day after, I find. I actually think I've got the remnants of another Diet Coke in the fridge already, Dave. Oh, my God. You can make a concoction mm. of Diet Coke because that's all you've got. But um, still, exciting Combine times them. ahead, eh? Oh, very much so. Should we talk about friends, shall we? Uh, if we must. 
we have already talked about friends a little bit actually with the ahoy stuff so actually more than ever we've we've gone early you know uh yeah but now we'll do it properly why don't you read out one of the, the two requests requests of the season would you like request one or two first pete toss a coin two okay uh hi pete and dave I'm Daphna. I discovered your podcast three months ago. Oh, brackets. you're that quite new. Th- brackets three months before you actually requested this, so that could be up to two years ago. Oh, I think this one was fairly recent. Because uh, it's a secondary one. Mm. Uh, fair enough. Uh, and listen to every episode until finally getting to this week's episode in real time. I mostly listen to you when I tidy up. Having messy kids mean I could listen to about three episodes every day, which is awful, but also great. Why is it awful? <laughs> Oh, fuck you uh, saying, no, I eh? think I think the messy kids is the awful bit. Oh, I see. It's the tidying it. up that's the awful bit, and then I think very kindly the great bit is getting to listen. Phew, I'll take that as an interpretation, even if it's not what they meant. Mm. Um, I'd like to suggest the one with Phoebe's cookies. There's a relatively subtle product placement compared compared to Pottery Barn in a plot that's actually funny. I feel like subtle is generous. Uh, it is. Well, I tell you what. Well, we'll come to this bit. It was fairly subtle for me. Uh, and I'll tell you for why when we get to it. Right, okay. Um, I love it when Monica says to Chandler, you don't want this. Uh, and it holds, oh, you don't, I was like, sorry, what, what line is that off the top of my head? Oh, it's when she's asking for an engagement present. And he goes, what, we want, honey? And she goes, no, you don't want this. Um, it also has a huge plot hole when uh, Jack Gallagher asks Chandler not to say anything to Judy's parents. And when they ask for legal advice, yes, because both dead. I've absolutely written that down in my note. You're quite right. You are quite right. Come on, Jack. You're not a lawyer, but you've not even got a good memory. Judy's maybe the legal dead. advice is wills and probate. What, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I've actually got a really funny thing to read off the internet about that, which I was going to say for later. About wills and probate? No, about Jack Geller. Uh, about Jack Geller. Like, about the plot hole, basically. Oh, okay. Would you like to hear it? Uh, yeah, I feel like you've teed that up. No, actually. How, well, how good is it? It's just a funny, it's not like a Reddit forum. It's like a summer. It's like one of the synopsis pages okay. where people put like plot holes and trivia and all that sort of stuff in, you know? And it's just the way that they phrase their potential interpretation, which is exactly a, a, a Daphne's plot hole right here. I'm going to read it verbatim. Jack tells Chandler that Judy's parents think he's a lawyer, and that he, if he ever sees them giving them legal advice, it's just not along. However, as of the one where Nana dies twice, both of Judy's parents are dead. Her mother dies in that episode, and it's mentioned that she's with Pop Pop and Aunt Phyllis now. Jack may have been talking about seeing their ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is. I mean, that's why you should just nod and... Um, you think Jack is advising Chandler, should he ever come into contact with Judy Geller's ghost yeah. parents? He just, should nod along if polite, Jack starts yeah. giving them legal advice. And then uh, Daphne continues, the Joey and Rachel scene at the end is my absolute favourite end scene in all of Friends. Wow. wow. To be fair, Joey is right. Rachel doesn't know how to hold a sandwich. Yes, these are you have you read my notes because i'm only just reading this for the first time and i this is i got incredibly incensed by the way rachel was holding that sandwich at the end i mean it wasn't just a bit wrong was it like the whole middle of the sandwich dropped out like she is an idiot i didn't think i i can't remember ever having the filling to my sandwich fall out of my sandwich like entirely by the end she's holding two slices of bread together Mm. the earl of sandwich would be livid 
because what she's done is undo all his good work and just... Did the Earl of Sandwich invent the sandwich? Well, it's either that or an urban myth. I can't remember. Right. It's one of those ones, isn't it? There's basically a question on QI that the answer is either the Earl of Sandwich or if you say the Earl of Sandwich, that would be the alarm, you know? Uh, yes, okay, yes. Anyway, thank you. Love the part. I already said that, Daphne. Yes, well, look, we love you now. Be- oh, well, I'm speaking for myself, actually, because I feel like you've delved into my brain with a lot of your points there. That's the longest it's probably ever taken me to read that request because I had so many thoughts on it. Now you've got point. another one to read. Oh, I know, Christian. Hey, Fuffpod. Oh, the first time we've ever been addressed like that, I think. Uh, I'd like to request season seven, episode three, the one with Phoebe's cookies. It's always fun seeing a story unraveling about Phoebe's grandma. Uh, another one would be about the picture frames. Yes, and this time it's extra special because Monica has a quest to be the best mum. Uh, besides the obvious Phoebe quotes from the other episodes, I believe this episode has one of the more subtle gems. I often find myself saying Nestle Toulouse whenever I hear French. Uh, the boat plot brings us a great, refreshing, and totally not green screen outdoor set. <laughs> and the Chandler plot brings us something steamy oh i like the way christian that you've written that as like as if you were writing in the radio times yes good you know like a synopsis being written uh enjoy the pod thanks for the last christian thank you for the request christian and talking of synopses uh, would you like one pete what a smooth segue god we're really getting into our stride for the last episode aren't we so that caffeine we've been drinking absolutely i did have a diet coke about 10 minutes before you so i'm 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 as buzzed as you at this stage uh season seven episode three the one with phoebe's cookies two two six four zero five yeah, I'll take that. I like that. I still quite like that. Uh, Phoebe offers to give her grandmother's secret cookie recipe to Monica as an engagement gift, but the recipe was destroyed in the fire. Monica obsessively attempts to recreate it, only to later learn the recipe is Nestle Toll Houses. Uh, Rachel offers to teach Joey how to sail, but soon finds herself being verbally abusive to him for his lax attitude. Her abusive teaching style makes her realise she's acting just like her nasty father back when he taught her to sail. And Chandler's new eyeglasses... Well, I think we can just call them glasses, can't we, guys? Fog up in the gym steam room, so he removes them, causing him to accidentally sit on his future father-in-law's nude lap. Are we, is it nude <laughs> lap? Are we calling it a nude lap? Uh, uh, we don't know it's a nude lap, Well, I have we? I have some concerns about the, the levels of nudity in this spa facility. Well, because- quite. Well, can we can I, can we make this? Are we going in on? I think let's go straight into that bit okay. because, oh yeah, this is part of my thoughts. Is your query um, when Chandler goes to get in the jacuzzi? Yeah, and is naked. Yeah, why would he not be wearing a swimsuit? Yeah, like when when would that ever ever yeah. be the case? Or if even if it's potentially the case, when would it ever be your so such confident assumption that you're absolutely sure? You know? Yeah, gay sauna. That's what I mean. There are some specific uh, circumstances and places. I mean, not jacuzzi necessarily, but... I wouldn't you- want to... I would Imagine being in jacuzzi with someone who was naked. And well, if, like a commu- a, a, a yeah. public jacuzzi. Like, I can understand if you, like, I don't know, go away for a fancy weekend and it's a jacuzzi, take your kegs off, get in. You mean but, a private jacuzzi? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, a that's, communal one in a, like a swimming pool. Yeah. Imagine jacuzzi. if a man's like, imagine well, if his penis was just like jumping around in the jacuzzi. Well, bubbles. yeah, because is famously sort of force things upwards, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. And, via, via the bubbles. And it wouldn't be, it would. <laughs> yeah, go on. It, it wouldn't even just sort of 
be floating. No, or, be a, almost quite sort of elegant. Be bobbing, wouldn't it? It would be bobbing. Yeah, it would erratically be bobbling. Bobbling. No one wants to see Chandler Bing's bobbing dick, do they? No. Well, no. Especially not his father-in-law. I would hope. Also, like again, he, I think tits would stay more static. Penis would be bobbling around. Uh, in what? A jacuzzi. In a jacuzzi, right? Yeah. I don't reckon jacuzzi bubbles move tits. No, I, I think you're. Yeah, there's more weight to. Oh, more weight or sort of structural integrity, I guess, you know? Depends how big your penis is. Yeah, but even so, it's shapely-wise, it's 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 not, a, it's not a, you know, there's not a spread of distribution of weight, you know? No. Like with, a, with a breast. No, that's true. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but even if... <laughs> Oh, are we ever going to talk about friends this week? Or is it just... We're talking about it. We're talking about oh, yeah, Chandler's, I guess so. Chandler's bobbing bing. Um, mm. But yeah, I just think, I mean, but going back to it again, it's not even like it's a male only jacuzzi. Like, no, there's two women in, in it. And there's two women there. Like, what the hell is he thinking? Mm. Like, well, honestly, what is he thinking? Also, I, if I suspected that I was going to be required to be naked, I would, and I know f- soundy, but then it wouldn't be funny klaxon. I would always check. So if I was not sure, there is no yeah. chance that I would not take the safe bet in that situation. No, especially with your soon-to-be father-in-law. Yeah. And also, while we're on the soon-to-be father-in-law thing, right? I Like, I've got many, many, many thoughts about Chandler calling him daddy, obviously. Cause- I mean, these days since... The, the term daddy seems to have come back into Well, I think that was still certainly had that yeah, insinuation back then, right? Pedro Pascal's made it more of a thing, right? Right, okay. But even taking that away and, like, getting rid of the daddy element of it, which Chandler's clearly tried to tell him, even him calling him dad is fucking weird, isn't it? Uh, it's not his dad, Pete. Yeah, but my mum my and... My mum used to call my dad's parents dad and mum... <laughs> <laughs> did she <laughs> yeah I just like don't you find right okay here, the problem is what I'm going to do now is say something that if there are couples listening that do do oh, this no. I might ruin them but I'm going to say it anyway I just feel like if you're calling your partner's parents mum and dad it's kind of like your partner's your sibling I mean that's a bit of a leap no but do you know what I mean like the, the only other people in my life like a penis call- in a jacuzzi that is making a bit of a leap <laughs> I wouldn't want to be calling the same person dad as my partner is no, what I'm I saying no I think that's fair I feel like that's weird the but only also, person also isn't it funny because it also would feel slightly ridiculous like how childish like if your partner's there being like hey Rob that's my dad's name right and then I'm there like, Dad, that makes me seem ridiculous. What do you mean? Well, it just sounds childish, doesn't it? What, calling someone Dad? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, like, oh, God, how do I articulate this I on know. this little sleep? Right. So if me and my significant other, yeah, I would find it weird to be calling my dad Dad, but then, oh, no, but then that does happen. That's normal. That, what I'm saying is that is normal. Wouldn't you find it weirder if you said, hey, dad, and then your partner said, hey, dad? Yeah, I wouldn't want my boyfriend calling my dad dad. Right. And then wouldn't it even weird if you said, hey, dad, and he's like, hey, daddy? Oh, God. Oh. 
Wow. Both these things happen in this episode of Friends, Pete. This is not this is not a jacuzzi penis. This is absolutely written into the script this week, you know? As you say, yeah, yeah, no, that's a spoiler. What was it? It's not a spoiler, Pete. This episode came out in 2002. I was going to say, as a portable CD player at a gynecologist. 2000, sorry. Uh, Ah, yes, yes. Okay, fair. Um... So yeah, anyway, like I just I think I think we can all agree it's best that Chandler doesn't call I have in. absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Uh Chandler calling Jack Dad. What episode is this? Oh yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, just to finish this trail of thought. Train of thought? Train of thought. Uh why is Jack not like I mean Chandler calling Jack Dad is even weirder when you consider the day before this, Jack apparently didn't even know Chandler's name. Yes, Chancey. Chance, Chancey. Chancey. Um, it's not like it's his daughter's new boyfriend. Chancey's a Pokemon. Oh, really? It's the nurse. The, it was like the nurse one. Pikachu's on a bus. <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but he's known Ross. <laughs> he's known Chandler since Ross was in college. He's his son's best friend. Who Pikachu? Oh, Jack, not Pikachu. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pete's been up since 4am, by the way. The delirium, you might be able to spot creeping in, I think, is uh, potentially a result of that. Would that be fair? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, either way, uh, Chauncey has been invited to play racquetball by Daddy, and they've all gone <laughs> with Ross yeah. to make it even worse. And then they've got in what I would describe as the steamiest steam room in the history Very of steamy, steam. Yeah. I've never been in a steam room that's even a third that steamy, I'd the say. The history of steam. The history of steam. Have you ever witnessed that much steam? Maybe when I've uh, opened the dishwasher just after it's finished. When I'm wearing right, okay, but that's even still a small quantity, maybe the same concentration, but a small quantity of steam. The amount of steam in that room is like someone's put a haze machine on for hours. I also love the delivery of, and it was really steamy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, in Chandler's defence. And also, I feel the pain of the glasses in a steam room, Pete. I've never worn my glasses in the steam room. Fucking glasses, actually, in general, are a pain in the anus. Do you know what? For any <laughs> wow. sort of sparse scenario. Oh god, that was so visceral. <laughs> Why? Just I wasn't expecting the word anus. <laughs> um, do you know when wearing glasses was bad? Why? Pandemic. Why? Masks. Oh, I see. Yes, right, exactly. So yeah, forgot all about that. That was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, I had to develop a system where you have to sort of tuck your glasses under Which the bottom of your you just looked like a fucking dickhead when you did that, didn't oh, you? Not an absolute dickhead, but at least I could see then. Yeah. And you might not get COVID as a result. But you had COVID loads, didn't you? Four times, baby. Four times. He's a fourer. Mm. Um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, glasses are a pain in the arse in any sort of steam room sauna. They get very hot as well, actually. That's the thing. They don't saunas? Warn you. Yeah, saunas, steam rooms, anything like that. Very much part of the brief, isn't it? What? For a sauna to be hot. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I agree. But I'm just saying, if you're a glasses wearer, that can be inconvenient sometimes, Pete. Well, yeah. And my final point about this, unless you've got anything else to say, is... (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't understand why Chandler is so keen to prevent Jack from telling the story, so much so that he arranges a face-to-face meeting. I think, at best, that story is a bit embarrassing, but actually... 
Actually, I think it's quite fun. I'd rather sit on my father-in-law's lap than get my penis out in a jacuzzi. Oh, yeah, well, he's made it infinitely worse, right? Hmm. He's Please got no to continue on that. Well, I, I won't quote you, and I won't expect you to do either if you don't want to. Okay. And I imagine you don't want to. Stop forcing me to be naked in a jacuzzi, Dave. <laughs> we should actually talk about Chandler's glasses in the first place, because the whole episode starts when he comes in. and, and That opener's of... not funny. Do you not like it? The only bit I like is there's one Rachel bit. Yeah. Uh, feminine? Yes. That yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, will, I would say, actually... I, you're quite right. It's not that good an opener, but it's very relatable for life, I think. I've actually had this twice in the last month with two different people who have got glasses, and I thought they already had glasses. Do you know what it reminded me of, actually, Pete? This is the occasional other show we discuss here. It, recla- it reminded me very much of the Does Stanley Have a Mustache opener in, Love that. in yeah. The Office. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing. Actually, if you close your eyes for both of those people, it's hard to Does immediately... Dave glasses? immediately pick out what what is the norm and here's a fun tidbit actually to finish the glasses chat pete chandler has worn glasses before but not in real life what do you mean he wore glasses in the alternate reality in the one that could have been oh yes which is why it looks vaguely familiar to you the listener but why none of the friends should recognize him in glasses because it was uh the Friends multiverse. Uh, the multiverse, exactly. And in the multiverse, that was just a way of differentiating Chandler. But in this episode, real glasses, because Matthew Perry's eyes got shit. There you go. There you go. The more you know about Matthew Perry's eyesight. I don't have to finish that sentence. Just blasting. <laughs> Cookies or boat? Uh, boat. Boat. Joey having a boat is a very odd subplot, even by friend standards. Isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Particularly given it goes on a, like a while. Uh, yeah, it's quite a lot of boat-related content, isn't there? Also, green screen, so naff. Oh my god! It's like the sort. It's honestly the level of green screen. This is season seven of an incredibly successful show in the year two thousand. Why is the effect they use basically what I could do in my living room? Yeah, like that is about as bad as it is, isn't it? Green screen wise, I literally need a green bit of cloth and a basic bit of technology to make that effect. Also, the green screen very prominent twin towers. Yes. Like constantly, constantly. Right in the middle, aren't they? Smack bang in the middle, which really dates this episode. Um, There's one other aspect of them going sailing that I don't quite get. You know when Joey asks to uh, like float over towards the boatload of girls? Yeah. I really don't think people treat like the Hudson River like an Ibiza boat trip. It's not like they're all going to, oh, should we go out on the Hudson and uh, have some cocktails in our bikini? Like, that's not a thing. Yeah, it, make, it made it really seem like, like you say, that we're in the sort of Greek islands or, or, or in Ibiza. I mean, and considering this was October as well, I can't imagine the weather was particularly friendly. I mean, Joey and Rachel are wrapped up, aren't they? Yeah. They're not in sort of fun summer gear, so I don't imagine there's loads of people out on on the river doing doing all that. 
It's quite weird seeing this side of Rachel as well, given we just never see anything resembling this side of her personality. Yeah, there's a lot of continuity errors really in this. One, the fact that Rachel says she's always been able to sail, despite the fact there was an entire episode where she had to pretend she was going to a regatta gala, even though she didn't sail. (laughs) And she just supports it. Yeah, Um, She'd have fitted right into a regatta gala. I know, right? Um, Quite a weird phrase, regatta. Regatta. In English Regat- pronunciation, you know, when she says Regatta Gala. Like, Regatta Gala. That's what I was kind of doing, but then putting the T's in. Regatta Gala. I remember Regatta gala, being gala, a thing yeah. in a Thomas the Tank episode. Really? Yeah. A Regatta Gala? Yeah, they have a, oh, I don't know if they have a Regatta Gala. Or just a Gala or just a Regatta? Just a gr- Is that the same thing? No? No, the Regatta's the C bit, right? Yeah. You can okay. have a Gala for anything. Okay, well, now I'm, I'm going to Google... What I was on about. What are you going to Google? Thomas the Tank. Regatta. You think it was a regatta, not a gala? A regatta. Yeah, there is one. There's a whole episode. It's called Duck and the Regatta. Duck Duck. in the Regatta? No, Duck and the Regatta. What's the plot line? Duck is apparently the helicopter. No, that was Harold. There was a regatta in Thomas the Tank Engine. The more you know, Pete, the more you bloody know. Anyway, so yes, you do. We're seeing a whole different side of Rachel here, aren't we? And we get to see a peek into her spoilt past with her ponies and boats as well. Yes, true. Um, turns out Joey just uses his boat to hang out and drink, which, frankly... That's what can, I'd use a boat for, to be fair. Can kind of see. I mean, this is the thing, right? If I was Joey and I was going to buy a boat, it wouldn't be a fucking sailboat. It'd be a motor... You know, like something that's easy to manoeuvre. It'd be a motorboat. Yeah, stopped halfway through the sentence, and then you picked it up, and you had to say the whole word, didn't you? What, motorboat? Yeah. What's wrong with saying motorboat? Nothing's wrong with saying motorboat. But what I'm saying... <laughs> In a jacuzzi. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it is sort of an endeavour, isn't it, to take on a, a sailed boat when you've never sailed? Yeah, true. Absolute madness. I know he does it on a whim, but still... Um, and then, like we say, Rachel sort of promises to be better. She can't be better. She ends up shouting at him loads, and he gets really angry. And then eventually she realises that she's basically just her father. Resigns herself to the fact that uh, that she shouldn't be teaching sailing, and uh, they start eating sandwiches. And as we say, can't eat a sandwich to save her life, can she? No. Absolutely livid. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I really like, in this bit, Phoebe's response to Monica suggesting a fire-protected copy of the recipe, where there's a really long pause while the audience laughs at Phoebe's sort of physical confusion to the suggestion. And then she just adds, because I'm normal. It's one of the lines that really makes me laugh continually, that one, because it's absolutely fair. It's the hesitating to respond while the audience laughter dies down that I love. Yeah, it's it's the whole proper pause, isn't it? Yeah. Although having mocked Monica for the sort of suggestion that that would be mad, it does turn out she has sort of um, bagged up individual cookies in the freezer. Um, My issue with the batches of cookies, I don't believe any batch of chocolate chip cookies could be bad enough to make you want to instantly vomit. Yeah, I was trying to wonder what was in... Because the recipe can't have changed hugely from batch 15, right? Well, exactly. And batch 16 is like, what is in that that makes Ross immediately throw up as well? Not like after a while. Like when he takes yeah. that second bite, he's like running to the toilet, isn't he? Yeah, straight in. Bam. Straight in. Uh, herein lies the entire problem with the plot for me personally, uh, and you may be similar. Had you, did, did you even heard the world's Nestle Toll House before you'd watched Friends? No, just Nestle. Yeah. I just, it, it ain't a thing here, right? No. Can isn't you buy it, him? It is like a, Nestle's, I assume, did Toll, is Toll House the America bit and then Nestle's well, Pete, European bit? Would you like a history lesson? Because Nestle have a big factory in York. Which, do they? Yeah. There you go. And to, no, we don't like Nestle. Do we still hate Nestle? There was a whole era of our lives when it was like we, we, we were boycotting Nestle, do you remember? Were we? Do you remember? I didn't get a memo. Really? I'm still buying Kit Kats. <laughs> well, I don't think I think I don't think anyone's I don't think it's held. Nestle boycott, nineteen ninety-seven. Wonder why I don't remember it. I'm fucking six. <laughs> so is like Nestle the European bit, and then is Toll House an American bit that at some point became attached to it? Well, I can tell you exactly because Peter, I've done the research. Would you like okay. to know? Yeah, go on then. In nineteen thirty-nine, a woman called Ruth ran a restaurant in Massachusetts called The Toll House. She was mixing a batch of cookies when she decided to add broken pieces of Nestle's semi-sweet chocolate into the recipe, expecting the chocolate to melt. Instead, they held their shape, but softened slightly to a delicately creamy texture. Did she invent chocolate chips? So the chocolate chip cookie was born. Wow, that's a good fact. 
The Toll House Crunch Cookie recipe was then published in a Boston newspaper, and her invention of the chocolate chip cookie quickly became the most popular cookie of all time that I've literally never heard of before watching this television Oh, show. hang on. So a Toll House is a type of cookie? Yes. And Nestle... It's a McVitie's Digestive, Pete. Oh, that makes more sense. You know? Um, yeah, but again... That big reveal for us is, is absolutely nothing, right? No, I just made the assumption that they were the same, that they were some sort, it was it was sort of an extension of the yes, company. Exactly. Name. So there you go. We've, we've all, all, all the Brits listening have learned something now, at least. Yeah, eh? that, was, that was good. Well done. Thank you very much. I like to bring some education to you sometimes, every now and then. Mm, once a series. Once per well, if that. Um, so anyway, this all starts, we'll cycle back a bit because Monica and Chandler demand engagement presents. I don't want to start the, my rant on this in the same way as greetings cards, Pete, but engagement presents can fuck off as well. Well, one of my friends recently said to me that if and when he gets engaged, and this will anger you, yeah. he expects an engagement present that is worth at least three figures. Fuck off. That is basically what my response was. Why? Just that's that's what he anticipated. But wh- why? I don't I don't I went to a wedding on Saturday. I gave him fifty quid for their for That's what I'm saying. I was gonna say you're you're already, by virtue of an engagement, tying me into a, a event where I have to bring a present anyway. Exactly. So don't make me buy a pre present to the fucking present I'm gonna get you later. Yeah, bollocks, isn't it? Especially when, to go to their wedding, you'll probably have to spend quite a bit anyway, because weddings are expensive. Well, I rarely buy wedding presents these days, actually, Pete. And that is actually, like, partly because I often end up playing or, you know, performing or something, which I feel like is worth more than a present I would buy. But often, I'm like, I'll basically spend 500 quid to be here. Like, yeah, you don't want me here? I'll check you 50 quid and we can make do. But otherwise, I've spent enough on this. Right. I think... If I got married, I wouldn't expect any of my friends to buy presents. I'd expect any rich family members, basically. They can cough up. Yeah, do you know the ridiculous thing? And, like, it's like when you end up... Imagine, like, I've a, a, a wedding gift list. Yeah. Like, when you think... You just basically go on the John Lewis website and think, yeah, I quite fancy that. 100%. Some fucking uncle can buy me that 100%. fucking toaster. Yeah. Well, a load of bollocks. It is a load of bollocks. Not to mention the best bloody present you're getting is is choosing to spend your life with the person you love. Like, don't make me contribute towards that. You've already yeah. got, you've already got more than I've got, you prick. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rub it in my fucking and now face. Now I'm gonna buy you a fucking towel set. I know, right? All right. Yeah. So you want me to be alone and broke, do you? Yeah. Not just alone. Prick. Enjoy your smug house with your Nestle Toll House cookies and your towel set, mm. your toasters. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I don't believe in engagement presents, and therefore I, I, I think Ross, you know, Ross is bemused, and so he should be because he didn't get one, and frankly, neither should he have. Yeah, fair. And also, talking of smugness, Monica's smugness is massively misplaced, Pete, because do you know what the Nestle Toll House recipe doesn't have? Nutmeg. Oh, doesn't it? No. So, so there is no fucking nutmeg Have you actually looked at the recipe? Yeah. Right. Of course I have. Some of us put some work into this bloody show, Pete, you know? They just drink a finger, a finger of Diet Coke and <laughs> talk about seagulls, you know? Yeah. 
Seagulls have really been a theme of this series, haven't they? <laughs> yes, they really have. It's hard not to be a theme when they're constantly squawking around our brains, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, another continuity error. Would you like another one? Go on. Phoebe says she made her grandmother made her swear on her deathbed to never let the cookie recipe out of the family. Phoebe's grandmother famously died in the grocery store picking up yogurt, right? Oh, well, I didn't remember that, but that's a good point. Remember? She, uh, what was a line, bent down to pick yogurt and never came back up again or something? I really like the uh, looking up at us and smiling. Yes, that's a Oh, she was nice line. to me, but she was definitely in her. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely funny. And the end of that scene as well with, it's things like this where you're burning in hell! <laughs> that's all very funny. And actually, another Phoebe um, uh, sort of personality little thing slipping out is her, her specific death date. Yes. Which I noted, Peter, coming up quite soon. Oh, no. It's only nine years away as we record. Oh, well, it's not too soon. We'll try and celebrate that if we remember to. Celebrate it? Well, as in mark it, you know? Okay, fine. Uh, it's not too bad to celebrate a fictional character's death, I wouldn't have thought. No, that's true. Um, and then finally, actually, you would be annoyed if you and Monica and Phoebe and Joey just walked in and ate that cookie. I mean, they were clearly doing something. That, that did rile me a bit. Yes, fair. Delayed reaction there? Just yeah, sorry, I needed to scratch my head. Like, as in to think about it? or No, it was just, no, I had an itchy head. Just an itchy head. All right, yeah. fair enough. Um, and there we go. Would you like to play a sting for the quiz Jeopardy? Yeah, okay. Well, Pete. Do you think we have a quiz? Well, Pete, here's the thing. I, we definitely do have a quiz. What do you mean? Well, have you got a quiz? Yeah. Who's it from? Christian. Yeah. Have you not got one from Beth as well? I have got... Well, I was about to do a big reveal that there were two quizzes, but uh, you fucking ruined it. Well, would you like the would you like the story behind the quiz? Mm, go on. Well, last week on the podcast, you said there's no quizzes. Yeah, and I, I think I called them lazy bastards. You call them lazy bastards. So I put on my very professional quiz post on Instagram, who wants to do it? And, and Beth kindly volunteered and sent one. But then underneath, Christian commented, <clears throat> Hi, Fwoofpod. I'm one of the requesters for this episode, and I definitely sent a quiz a while back. Please oh. double check. Smiley face. Sorry, I read that in the wrong tone. I should have read the smiley face first. Yeah, you made that sinister when he was being nice. So there you go. Um, so, who fucked up, Pete? Uh, probably me. Probably? Definitely me. Uh, which quiz do you want first, Beth or Christian's? Uh, let's go for... Beth's, please, and say Beth's quiz. The last. I don't know. It makes no difference. Is first the headlining quiz or is second? I couldn't decide. Either way. Oh, it says players a slideshow, if possible, as oh. the answers are hidden behind the. Oh, I don't have hidden behind the. Oh, okay. Here we go. Beth, this is production effort. Yeah. I don't think I can do it as a slideshow. I can't see the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Email me that quiz, because I'll try and open it here while we do Christian's quiz. How about that? Um, I mean, if you logged into the Friends of Friends email, you'd just have it. But I don't I've look, never looked into it ever. ever. Right, here comes Christian's quiz. Ready? Thank you. Question one. What does Monica definitely taste in the sample cookie? Nutmeg. It is nutmeg. Question two. When does Phoebe believe she's going to die? <sighs> 2032, but I don't know what date. October 15th? Oh, that is correct, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Question three. How many beers did Joey have on his first boat lesson with Six Rachel? Six and a half. 
It is six and a half. I knew that one. Yes, I'm smashing this. I'm really thrilled. Question four. What colour glasses did Rachel think Chandler already had? Oh. I don't remember this reference. No, blue? Burgundy, apparently. Burgundy. No, no. Question five. What cookie batch? Oh, oh fucking hell. There's ten questions. <laughs> what Go a on. quiz Lightning extravagant. Round. Right, okay, you ready? Quiz TN. Which cookie batch did Ross not like? 16. What condiment does Phoebe put on her sandwich at the beginning of the episode? Ah, mustard. Correct. According to Joey, there was a piece of styrofoam shaped like who? Oh, I'm not a... It's Mike Tyson. Uh, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what does Chandler's white shirt say? Oh, no snow or something like that? Think snow. Think snow. Yeah, I remember thinking... That's weird. Uh, question nine. How many chocolate chips can you see on Phoebe's last frozen oh, cookie? no How idea. can you see? Uh, seven, apparently. Boo. And finally, what kind of boat does Joey have? Sailboat. Catalina. <laughs> I don't know any types of boat, do you? No. Have you emailed me that other quiz yet or not? Yeah, I've sent you it. Have you? Yeah. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Fine. <laughs> uh, that answer hidden beside the pictures. I understand what's happened here. Mm. Us ending a series of Friends of Friends with a quiz that doesn't work would be very us. This is peak us. The quiz looks very nice, though, doesn't it, Pete? It does. It's got a colour scheme. Yes, it's, it's 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 actually better than the slideshow I do for for our quizzes, you know. So I'm playing the slideshow, right? And then how do I move the pictures? Oh, oh my god, that's so good! Why? Not really. Ah, oh, as grateful as I am for the efforts, <laughs> this doesn't work great on a podcast. <laughs> okay, question one: What designer is Rachel wearing during the sailing lessons? Um, no idea. I'm going to send you a video as I reveal the answer. Okay. Okay. Tommy Hilfiger is the answer. Okay. And now I'm going to send you this video, and you will like, you will enjoy live the sort of reaction I had. Are you sending a video for each answer? No, 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 no. Just so you can see how the answers reveal themselves, you know? Okay, okay. Oh! Nice, right? Yeah, very So the smooth. picture sort of transition, slides up away in a lovely transition with some sort of, I don't know any of the, I don't know any of the... Uh, terms but you know it's good it's good what spice question two does monica taste in the cookie Nutmeg. asterisk spoiler it's not an ingredient listed in the real nestle cookie mix correct beth we are two brains alike uh watch ba- what batch was the batch of the, <laughs> the best batch of cookies 18 it's pete's fault it was 16 you uh, that, oh. oh oh the best batch shit sorry 20 uh, 17 that's a slightly different question the best batch was 17 how many batches in total pete 18. 22. Oh. What does Rachel want Joey to tighten on the boat? Some sort of string. The Cunningham. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know what a Cunningham is. And what do Jack and Jackson Laws think his profession is? Lawyer. Lawyer. Good quiz. Really good quiz. Thanks, Beth. Looks great. Good transitions. Good colour scheme. Might just nick that for my next Friends with Friends quiz, which is on Pete. Would you like to know? it's up to you I might be there either way September the 14th please do come down and see us I've had a few messages from people saying how do we know when the quizzes are on and that is because I never say them so there they are well the most important thing to do is follow on Instagram yes FWF pod on Instagram and you should follow there because we no longer have Twitter and you should also follow there because it's the end of series 10 9 of Friends of Friends 10 yeah is it no 9 I thought it was 10 what series are we finishing? I think this is. Oh, he fucking cares. Um, 
And you should follow us on Instagram because then you'll find out when we are back, which won't be long, so stop crying. Uh, it is. This is the end of season nine. Series nine. Thank God for that. I think we need a break. Christ alive after all that, don't I? See you in the jacuzzi. But I see you in the jacuzzi. What is that flow? Oh. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.